This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. If you're into designer furniture and you want the sofa that broke the internet, you don't have to go broke to get it. Because Designer Looks Furniture has all the same styles and trends and all the quality, but without the designer prices. Check them out. Designer Looks at Value City Furniture or designerlooks.com. Goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Welcome to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, one of the fastest growing movie podcasts in the world, where we discuss all things film. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to our show. This is Anthony. I'm going to do a review on The Tragedy of Macbeth, hands down, one of the best films of the year. And without a doubt, in Joel Cohen's illustrious career, his most artistic, creative, visionary film that he's ever made. It's the first time Joel Cohen has made a film without his brother, Ethan Cohen. I believe Ethan, from what I've read, is taking a break from making films and focusing on other things. While Joel Cohen, I'm sure he still has plenty of ideas and plenty of desires to make films. So he's just made this one on his own. And there's been so many adaptations of Macbeth and It's one of Shakespeare's best plays. It's one of the greatest stories ever told. And the great thing about it is that you get to see so many different adaptations and interpretations of the story. Um, There was one with Michael Fassbender that came out in 2015 that was uh, very visually stunning and ultimately pretty good. Um, I think that they just missed the mark with the second half of the story. First half was great, but the second half was kind of a little muddling. But this film by Joel Cohen was absolutely stunning. It's one of the most beautiful films of the year. It could be. And its production design is just unbelievable. The cinematography is just breathtaking and stunning. He clearly was inspired by, you know, German expressionism and the silent film era. A lot of great silent films were clearly motivating in his cinematography here. And it felt like I was watching a movie that was made like 90 years ago. It was really, really something special to see this year. Especially after coming off like so many superhero movies that we saw, to watch this film in a big theater was just really special. And you know, Joel Cohen has always been like the the number one of the the pair of, of brothers. He's always been the credited director in the first half of their career before they were both being credited. So he's always been kind of like the spearheading force of the Cohen brothers. Not to say that Ethan Cohen's not just a great great filmmaker as well, but. I think that he has a lot to say as a filmmaker on his own. And what was great about Tragedy of Macbeth is it still felt like a play. Even though it was on screen, it was on film, um, it felt like you were watching a stage play. And it's the way he filmed it was 
he used these gigantic sets. And from the trailer, I remember seeing the trailer. And from what I saw with the imagery, I said to myself, I'm like, this looks like it was made entirely on a soundstage, even all the exterior shots outside. And it felt like it was all done inside of a studio. And I think I'm correct. I think there might be one shot at the end that was outside. But ultimately, this entire film was made inside of a studio, which made it feel like it was a play, like a theatrical production that, you know, past uh, Macbeth film adaptations, they shot plenty of scenes outside. So it didn't have that closed in environment feeling to it. Like even like the scenes of when they're in camping in the forest, the background's clearly the wall of a soundstage that's just decorated with trees and <clears throat> the entire third act, the forest is just like one set that they built with a line of trees and multiple scenes take place in that set. And I really like that the production of this, I like that feeling of it looking like it's a play on screen that as well as Joel Cohen kind of <clears throat> trimmed down a lot of the thing, unnecessary things in the play that we don't need to see that are totally vital to the plot. I think he trimmed it down to the bare bones of the plot of Macbeth. He also brought in things that other filmmakers have, have passed over and glossed over in their adaptations. And he also brought about some really cool new takes of the story. I think my favorite new interpretation of the story is the interpretation of the three witches where um, traditionally you have three actors playing the role of the witches that Macbeth speaks to in the, opening, in the opening act. And in this film, it's one actress who plays, you know, this witch who can manifest to what looks like two other versions of herself. But so she is the three witches and she's just one being and it's done so beautifully with this really incredible shot of a reflection in a pool of water where this witch is just standing at the foot of the pool by herself, but the reflection on the water shows three witches in the reflection. I thought, I mean, I was really stunned by that. Cinematography all around was just really remarkable. It, it felt so well done. I think this should win um, Best Cinematography at the Oscars, and I also think that it should win uh, Best Production Design. Really wonderful sets these big expansive sets giant tall walls the the this architecture of of the castle felt like very german expressionist where it's very simple very tall huge arching doors and windows that create really unbelievable shadows and dynamic imagery with the the way they lit the scenes and and every shot of this movie is just like a perfectly crafted piece of art and it's it's rare you see movies like that and another thing that i like how they changed was macbeth's death so traditionally in this in the play he accepts his death um when um he learns that macduff was born from a c-session not from actual natural birth which was part of the prophecy and when he hears the pro when he hears that he basically um gives up in the fight and allows himself to be beheaded but in this film I like how Joel Cohen really showed them the change in character of this arrogant king who has so much lust for power where during the fight with Macduff, Macduff knocks his crown off and rather than continuing the fight and defending himself, Macbeth reaches for the crown because he is so hungry for power, even in the middle of a battle, he needs to wear his crown. And so while he reaches for his crown, that's when Macduff beheads him. So he gives up his defenses 
in order to reach for the power that he lost and to continue his his reign of power. And that ultimately is his downfall. I like that approach to the ending because it shows the flaw in the character of Macbeth and his lust for power is ultimately his downfall. I thought it was a really, really terrific way to interpret the beheading of Macbeth. And this movie has an unbelievable cast. You got three-time Oscar winner Francis McDormand, who is just sensational as Lady Macbeth. Brendan Gleeson as King Duncan. Uh, Harry Melling um, plays Malcolm. He, You know him. He plays uh, Dudley Dursley in Harry Potter. And as well as a bunch of great actors like uh, Corey Hawkins as Macduff is really great. Um, Bertie Carvel, I think, is a real standout as Banquo. He has some really terrific scenes. And also Carter Burwell's score, also Carter Burwell's score is really remarkable. It might be his best. He's always done the Coen Brothers music, and you've probably heard his music in other films as well. But this one really stood out. He it was really meditative, really horror esque. It had great elements of suspense, and also he used this really deep drum often, especially for moments of the film where um, Macbeth is hearing these loud banging noises, and I think that the score really added so much to the film in such an amazing way. It was really fantastic. I think he should get nominated for, for best um, sound for best score as well. Now, again, when you walk into this movie, uh, you, you need to be a fan of Shakespeare or a, sh- a fan of Shakespearean adaptations because you know, the dialogue is still Shakespearean, so it's not for like people who are unfamiliar with Shakespeare if you've never seen a play or an adaptation, it, it will be hard to follow because the language is so different from modern language and communication. And it's so he's, he was such a genius writer that it is, it is a lot to take in if it's your first time. But if you're a fan of Shakespeare, this is definitely right up your alley. And it, it's definitely up there for best Shakespearean adaptations. I think it could be the greatest Macbeth film adaptation of all time. And we've had some very good ones, but this movie is just really special. I adored it. I When the film ended and the credits started rolling, I was just like mouth open. Like that was really what an experience. So incredible, so impactful, and so artistically creative and stunning. So much great old school filmmaking techniques and old storytelling techniques. And I was just absolutely stunned by this film. I highly recommend it for any fans of Shakespeare. I highly recommend it for fans of Denzel Washington because he gives a really sensational performance as Macbeth. And for a rating, I give The Tragedy of Macbeth a 10 out of 10. I think it's hands down one of the best films of the year and could possibly be the best picture winner for the Oscar this year. So I highly recommend you check out The Tragedy of Macbeth. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson. Here's to the great American settlers. The millions of you who settled for unsatisfying jobs because they pay the bills. Of course, there is something else you could do if you got something to say. Start a podcast with Spreaker from iHeart and unleash your creative freedom. Maybe even earn enough money to one day tell your old boss... Hey, I'm no settler. I'm an explorer. Spreaker.com. S-P-R-E-A-K-E-R. Hustle on over today.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.